Hey everyone, Joey here. Welcome back to Droolish. Let's start. I'm excited. I don't sound excited, but I am. Let's begin. Welcome back to Droolish, episode, I think, 29 or 30. Uh, generally, if you're unfamiliar with Droolish, this is a sleep and relaxation podcast catered to helping you fall asleep through the sounds of my yawn-inducing voice, mixed with some white noise, whether if it's rain, fire crackling, nature. I try to find a way to create a pleasant experience overall. At least that's the goal. So, uh, if, like I said, if you're new, uh, we are tweaking a lot of a couple things uh some of you probably are more familiar with the jewelish uh football episodes and i wanted to start uh having more uh what's like more reoccurring episodes that aren't completely different every single time not that it's an issue but it's it just helps me uh kind of align my thoughts and this episode is not any different than uh, last week's last week's we talked about uh, a bunch of startup ideas that i've had or at least that I've written over the last several years, and I'm only going to talk about the ones that I've documented because I probably have like a hundred more somewhere, like around the house and whatnot. But these are the ones that I've created to Google Doc. I've talked about years back. I've actually did some research, or I've at least put in phases of which, uh, you know, where I'm at in the progress for each one. And I know some of you, before I go too deep into this, might be thinking. Hey Joey, you know you are spending all these time, all this time talking about ideas, and you're not actually doing it. Well, to that I would say, uh, you know, I only have X amount of time. So for me, documenting these ideas and eventually getting to them would be great. But for me, I'm also just the kind of person who doesn't really care about, uh, you know, making a billion dollars with the startup idea. And literally, the whole series, at least the sub-series within Droolish, is, hey, here are my startup ideas. Feel free to steal them. I'll even talk about more about what I'm thinking in my head and what the what, what the audiences are, what the niche what the niches are, and uh, competitors of potential. Obviously, since most of these are ideas and there has been some research dug up and you know more more of an analysis uh, for some of these, uh, some of these do have more more runway than others. Um, it's obviously, if you want to take some of these ideas, or if you want to partner up and see if some of the, and see if we could turn something into reality, that would be great. Um, that being said, I still do have some ideas that I plan on pushing forward. Uh, it, even some of these I will mention, but like I probably won't mention it exclusively, um, only because I, because I, either I really believe I like them, or um, or I, I, I kind of just am in the process of wanting to actually push forward. You know, either find a developer or code myself to make it exist. So uh, at that point, I don't want anyone else to beat me to the punch. I at least want to have an idea that comes to life. Um, but uh, even this podcast uh, came up with, came, started started out as a crazy idea too. And here I am, uh, still making it. Uh, we're on episode 30. And uh, I don't know, I, I, I love this podcast. It, for me, it's therapeutic. And I'm able to talk about my ideas and my thoughts out loud. And then I can go back and either uh, you know tweak, edit, or change things as I see it. And hopefully you guys who are listening, um, one, you know, enjoy the sound of my voice, because that's kind of the goal, is, you know, uh, the biggest reason why I started this podcast was because my voice tends to have people yawn, especially as uh, what started out as me being pretty long-winded, and I don't think I'm doing myself any favors by still being long-winded here, but uh, usually the sound of my 
than I would say soothing voice. Let's be honest. I've been told that I have like a very, very monotone, soothing voice, uh, paired with background noises and my overall style of speech. And some, of, and I am pretty sure most of the topics I have aren't really related to what you guys are interested in. So I think it's a pretty interesting combination of you being incredibly bored or at least semi-interested enough to listen but hopefully just go off into dreamland and if you're listening while you're trying to fall asleep especially with these startup ideas i really hope as you fall asleep and you, and you listen to the background noises of rain uh, and generally around this time is when it starts coming in a lot more i try to blend it in but uh, hopefully you know if you're listening to this and the sound of my voice is somehow in your dreams uh, remember as uh, these ideas also um, should hopefully inspire a, like further iterations or either um, additional ideas that you might have uh, you know the biggest reason why I wanted to share these ideas is one not just not because I think my ideas are the best I mean that's terrible like to even think that I, you know that that's a pretty absurd statement but um, that you know I, I know a lot of these ideas are just meant to exist and some of these ideas might resonate with more than others enough to have them take action Again, and the only way for me to actually have more weight in talking about these ideas is to actually make a couple of these come to life. So, uh, you know, these are these are ideas that I've been wanting to do. There are certainly ideas that I've tried in the past that I might reflect on in the future. But uh, for now, I just want to stick to these ideas that um, I don't think either competitors are doing that well, or maybe I haven't reached, I haven't circled back and done enough research. But um, if anyone's listening and they actually like this hook. <laughs> Um, I guess I'd like to try different things, but if you do like this, uh, let me know. Uh, you feel free to always uh, email me or send me a message on Twitter. Uh, my email is droolishpodcast at gmail.com. And my Twitter is also twitter.com forward slash droolishpodcast. I know I generally don't post that on social media uh, too much with this because I really primarily like to record, but uh, you know, I, I kind of am starting to see the value of this podcast, uh, not just outside of not just outside of the um, the podcast space, but I definitely I'm uh, still waiting for my computer upgrade. Uh, I'm looking for computers right now. I'm kind of waiting for Black Friday to happen to see if I can find some really good deals. Uh, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what pops up, and uh, I'm pretty excited overall. I definitely am looking forward to up- updating or upgrading my computer, getting more uh, you know uh, more power to create more videos, better video software, and the flexibility to actually have two computers to actually record and edit, um, as opposed to me being uh, kind of stuck if I'm, if I'm doing a video recording and I uh, render it, it's like a good three hours, and I actually work on this computer, so this is not uh, it's not viable long term. So uh, there, there you go. In case you guys are wondering. That said, I know we're seven minutes in, and if you are new to the podcast, which is the third time I said it, but it's pretty obvious that this is kind of the podcast that you're going to be seeing. So. Uh, are listening to. So if, if I have not uh, piqued your interest, uh, you're probably better off turning, you know, uh, deleting the podcast right now. But uh, if you're interested in these ideas today, I am going to talk about one, two, three, four, uh, five, six, seven. There's going to be seven I'm going to talk about. Um, two of them I have crossed out as non-viable, but I'm still going to show them, share them anyway, because uh, you, because you guys might find uh, a nugget of inspiration in between it so so let's begin so the first idea at least for this episode uh i have this name is called menu up yes it's a, it's one word i pretty um stickler with i don't know why i'm 
combining words to a startup, but it's called Menu Up. Uh, initially, I had it called What to Order. And this app is more of a catalog that uh, it rates each individual menu item at a restaurant. So this is inspired strictly because I, I have a very big vendetta against Yelp. I, I'm not a fan of Yelp. I don't like their monopoly, especially when it comes to um, holding, you know, holding people hostage, holding businesses hostages over the reviews. And depending on the area and part of town, like these reviews really do matter. And uh, you know, I've been on both sides of the coin. I've been a harsh reviewer, and you know, I, I have my consultancy, and I've worked with the businesses that uh, that are run by good people. And generally, you know, sometimes people just don't understand context, or you know, and, you know, catering to everyone is pretty tough. So. Uh, you know, bridging those gaps, uh, specifically for a business as a whole. Uh, and let me take that back. So, you know, I don't want people to give reviews based off of, like, one factor of a store. You know, so if someone had a terrible taco, uh, you shouldn't give a place that's one star, if, especially if the place is not a taco place. So what I want to do is actually bring more context. And I don't think this is granular enough to uh, shy people away. So, again, back to the idea of you want to rate each individual menu item in a restaurant. Uh, I think this is going to be a lot better for smaller, to, sorry, medium to large size cities where uh, more of the restaurants are more tech savvy and they share their menus. And this also doubles down for me as a big annoyance when I'm actually on Yelp or when I go on certain websites where menus are frequently changing. And not only are they frequently changing, but sometimes they're not even updated or they're not even posted online. And so. Uh, and on top of that too, some of these don't have prices, I hate that. And uh, I think if you're someone who's visiting a touristy area or if you're just visiting across town or if you're new in town, you definitely want to have, you definitely want to check out a restaurant and say, okay, well, well, items are legitimately good based on what people are saying versus scrolling through dozens of reviews that don't actually give you to the good stuff. Okay, so uh, for me, I'd rather just have a good idea of what is good. So, I mean, we can easily have a screen that shows top three menu items based on the, um, the ranks of reviews, and then uh, maybe have different measurements if you really want to dig, dig deeper. You know, all this stuff is optional if you wanted to give star ratings, but for a review, but you can overall just say, like, oh, you know, the steak is a five star, or the steak is a four star. And uh, I definitely want to actually expand upon that later on as we, you know, as the app grows. Uh, and let's see here. I, the additional notes I have too. Um, I wrote rate menu items across the United States. So technically, uh, it really just involves creating a database that has at least relevant or up-to-date menu items for each uh, restaurant. And this is going to be one of those things where obviously if a restaurant has all their availability online or if there's some sort of API it can pull from Yelp, uh, it'll be a great starting point to where people can use that as a reference. And then once they download the app uh, or actually browse the restaurant, uh, they don't actually have to see a, a, you know, a review of the restaurant to be reviewed with the item specifically. And I'm starting to think too, if we're, if we're able to judge a lot of different factors, we can actually get a good rating on a restaurant that's more unbiased. You can still throw in reviews, but uh, I'm not trying to directly compete with Yelp in just the quote-unquote reviews category. I've also run into a couple people that have told me, uh, quote-unquote, you know, if this is an idea, why doesn't Yelp just take it, quote-unquote. It's because, I'll tell you right now, a lot of these companies, uh, 
they definitely want to have more innovations and initiatives that they want to do, but the time, effort, uh, and especially the proof of concept, proving profitability on something completely new that's a little bit different from the company's uh, bread and butter is still going to be at risk. So most companies aren't willing to invest time or energy, and some, and some will. Don't get me wrong, some companies will. Um, but some comp- a lot of companies would prefer to uh, keep doing what works for them. And if there is a competitor or another company that's able to bridge a gap or fill in a niche, um, they'll probably be better off either buying them out relatively cheap um, so, they can, so they can get into the market pretty fast, or they will try to compete. And again, competing is something that, that they can do, obviously, but uh, when it comes to viability, and especially with, especially with Yelp's uh, perception among a lot of non-Yelpers, uh, you know, that may hurt or help them. Uh, because, I mean, Yelp is mainly just used for five-star reviews, but, um, but when we start taking the context out of, like, uh, you know, one bad rating and you get people talking about the food quality or the service quality at a restaurant, uh, then, uh, you know, then, then it makes sense. Uh, so yeah, that's the first one. I, I honestly think this is a pretty good idea. I have not looked at the comp- competition. Uh, and in the progress mode, I put that as concept. And I don't want to spend my time browsing uh, the internet during this podcast. Uh, that's generally for the football stuff. Uh, but, but as I'm talking about this out loud, I'm starting to still see a good value in this. Uh, and I'm going to give this, I'm going to rate this a 7 out of 10. Uh, I have I have a little column that says proceed, and that's usually the likelihood of me actually wanting to move forward with it and how much I still like it at the end of the day. And I, I, I think this is a pretty solid one uh, because it feels like a niche, and I don't know, I, I can't be the only one that actually likes to look at a menu ahead of time or see what is available and what's good versus just blindly assuming that everyone likes the same two things from like the tips that are so, uh, and that's all. And, uh, yeah, and, and I think what it will also do is that it will actually help improve a lot of the uh, companies, or sorry, like restaurants' ability to improve the product as well. So, uh, take that for what it's worth. Uh, and if you, like I said, if you want to do something with that, feel free to make it. Um, but, like I said, for some of these things, uh, I have like the whole ideas in mind, like kind of what I have the drawings in mind, and kind of how how it all plays out long term. I'm more than happy to partner and you know figure this stuff out. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm honestly terrible when it comes to uh, doing the business businessy aspects. Uh, I know I have my own consultancy, but that's like I'm a freelance guy. So uh, actually running a company like that, you know, I, I'm, I'm more of a number two or number three. Like it, let me deal with like the strategy and marketing. Um, angle and like the pro- like product building or at least like the or at least the concepts of it and uh, I don't know in a perfect world finding someone who uh, can definitely fill in a little bit of those gaps or even a couple people you know, I'm not uh, and I'm not trying to uh, say like I'm good or bad or anything it's just uh, I, I have always found that most companies and most teams uh, the best teams are very complementary and depending on people you trust uh, tends to have tends to yield stronger results, especially if we're able to focus on our strengths. So, and that's why I mentioned it. I, I never know who's listening uh, to this. And, uh, and I've spe- it's been a while since I actually mentioned the downloads and stuff too, but 
uh, yeah, even the recent downloads, I, I, I was on a big uptrend for a while, and now I've been steady between like 60 and 80 downloads for each episode, which honestly is still the coolest thing ever. Like, uh, you know, I, I know I know some of you people listen, uh, but I don't know who still. Uh, I still get a couple emails, but uh, yeah, it still blows my mind. Um, but anyway, I'm always glad to help. Uh, you guys fall asleep and hopefully inspire you guys to have uh, some ideas that to run with or even take these ideas or partner it's up to you guys uh, the next app so no app number two at least for today this one is called happy hour uh, I have not actually done the research on this one yet uh, I did it initially about a couple years ago but I don't think anyone has done it to the extent that I wanted to this this is called Happy Hour, and I'm piggybacking this a little bit off of Menu Up. Uh, first, the Menu Up is a little bit off of the Menu Items, and this one, Happy Hour, is focused based off of Happy Hour deals. I don't know if you guys like to go to the bar, I don't know if you guys drink or whatever. I'm sure you guys do, but I love going to the bar occasionally because I love the atmosphere. I like to um, have a place where me, me and some friends or me and co-workers like to chat and just talk about our day. Uh, specifically, you have a good bar, and this was very applicable in Vegas. If you have a good bar where you have uh, good bartenders and good food, uh, and on top of a happy hour, this is like a trifecta of value. Uh, I think people would actually need to uh, recognize that. I've seen the power of this work a few times uh, back in my Yelp usage days when I was still using it. Um, a lot of the uh, bars that I used to review that that were pretty like run down or not that great at the time uh, were really good values for like their happy hours that actually had a good atmosphere and you know the moment I start talking you know, talking about the talking them up posting at Yelp uh, talking more about the value that you're getting and showing like the menus and like how the deals are uh, it started to these, these places started to uh, get really popular and then they start raising the prices which annoyed me um, partially because I like the cheap menus but in the same vein um, it got me thinking about the value of telling people, hey, what's actually a good value? And, and where I'm at, and still in Michigan, um, and even Vegas too, it doesn't matter in the city, but both, I had the problem of just finding a good bar that had happy hour. Okay, so I don't want to spend 40 bucks at a bar. I don't want to spend $100 every time I go to the bar. Sometimes I just want to watch a game, have a beer, and maybe have like a half-off app. Okay, spend 10, 15 bucks. You know, do it once, once a week. You know, or twice if you're going crazy but like uh, and that's still cheaper than going to a nice fancy or you try to go to an upscale bar or you try to hang out with the beautiful people and spend like 50 bucks in one go. That's, that's not my jam so the happy hour app it just finds the best happy hour deals nearby simple it's it's like you almost look at a GPS map and then you can say you know what kind of happy hours are you into or like what kind of menu items in the happy hour do you want are you a drink happy hour kind of guy? Are you a vodka, you know, specific kind of guy? Or do you just like appetizers or full meals? Having, one, having a happy hour menu that's accessible for everyone across town should make it a lot easier for people to say, oh, okay, maybe I can go to this part of town because I can not only save like 10, 15 bucks, but it's closer. And I didn't know they have a happy hour menu. Again, a lot of these places don't have menus, let alone a happy hour menu. And I also want to keep some of these small businesses in check because half these businesses always change their happy hour menu willy-nilly and they don't even announce it, which is pretty annoying. And I'd like to actually go to a place that 
says what they do and there's like no lag in what they say. Like there are countless times I can go to a Vegas bar, even a Michigan bar, and online I would say, oh, we have a happy hour, X, Y, Z. And then you show up and they say, oh, no, we, we stopped doing that. So, uh, yeah, I was, yeah. So I, I, I'm very happy to actually see if that one comes to life. I've been mentioning that one for like five, six years. And uh, the other notes I've written. So the progress is still in concept. I, have, I think I did some initial research a while back. Um, but here's what I have for the initial notes. If you guys want to take that or, like I said, uh, run with it. Uh, first thing it says, there's no app freaking does this. It's the extensiveness of my liking. That's true. Okay, that's the key thing. Is what I see in my head doesn't match with what's out there. And if something does match up with what's out there, uh, please, please let me an email let me know if there's a competitor or someone that actually exists that does it. Because I will tell them. I will become a big advocate if someone beats me to the punch. Especially before I start. Uh, and let's see, the other one is I don't care about place for reviews. I just want my damn happy hour. That's true. Okay, like if I want value, I, I already know what kind of places I'm going to be going to. I want like cheaper beers or good happy hours. Okay. Uh, and then the next one I said I can start in Holland, Grand Rapids, or West Michigan, or tier two cities and tier one cities. Um, I say that, and I don't know if you guys know the difference between like a tier one and a tier two city. Uh, at least this is just what I talk about regards to city sizes, but uh, tier one city is generally a city, and I would say that has at least a couple couple million people, regardless, and uh, and they're generally just cities that people have been known to be big, so think like Los Angeles, Chicago, Detroit to a lesser extent, uh, New York, um, like a lot of the a lot of the Texas cities that get a lot of hype, especially like Dallas, uh, you know, th those ones, um, tier two cities are more of um, they're, they can be just as big, but probably not as competitive, especially in like the like marketing or like say startup or I don't say I would say in the marketing de demographic or generally tier two cities are where like startups generally populate. So they're not as like pronounced or like famous, but it's like the top tier ones. But tier twos are generally where like startups go. So think of like Austin, Seattle, Kansas City, um, even like Bentonville, Fayetteville. I would count that as starting into a tier two city. Uh, and uh, Grand Rapids would be a tier two city as well, Lansing tier two city. So generally, cities that just aren't as prominent, but certainly have a lot of uh, like room to grow, both in the startup realm and uh, yeah, in, in kind of their body of work. I think they've shown that they've been more adaptable. Then the last note I've had is, um, to add to the idea is a nightlight platform, an app to specifically mark the hotness of things going on for the night or where people should be headed, location tracking check-ins. Eh, okay, that was actually an idea with an idea. I'm um, thinking more of like swarms or something, like uh, I think like the Snapchat where you see a lot of people are, are snapping or posting their stuff online, like heat maps. Uh, that probably what I was going for, that was the idea. I'm not going to think about that one too much, um, because it's an idea with it, an idea. But the happy hour app is something that I've been really loving and this one if you're gonna take it let me know <laughs> i would prefer you reach out to me and say hey how, I, like how do i get started or maybe that's a, that's a collaboration just that that one feels like it's my baby like the happy hour one it seems so obvious i just can't stand terrible happy hours i know a lot of people can't stand terrible happy hours i can't stand spending 40 bucks going to a bar i'd rather spend half that and uh, yeah, if you're a bar too and you have happy hour and no one knows about it, like if you don't know any marketing, at least there's a dang app that you could use that people can find you organically. Okay, so 
So that's the idea behind the app. I don't think it's crazy. I don't think it's that crazy. But yeah, these ideas, look, these these next seven, these are gonna be like probably some of my favorite that I've talked about at any point. So that's number two. That's my second app for that week. Uh, number three, uh, I'm gonna write this down because I like to put the timestamps down. So number three, uh, this one I call Beer Buddy, and this is a beer discovery app, and. I know there is a beer discovery app that exists, and you guys are more than welcome to download and check it out. Uh, it's called Untapped, and this one, uh, I actually don't have it here, but it's called Untapped, and I think it's called U-N-T-A-P-P-D. It's not spelled you know, the way you would expect it to, but uh, Untapped, what it does is that it'll tell you like all the beers that are like, around, and people give reviews of the beers and what they drink. So that is an actual decent app that I like. Uh, there's a lot of social aspects to it. Um, I absolutely hate the app in the sense of like it looks terrible and I have no idea how people actually use it without like having their eyes bleed. But it has gained a lot of traction so there is a there is a competitor out there. Um, however what makes Beer, Beer Buddy or, or this Beer Discovery app different and this is still in the concept phase and I'm going to look at the initial notes. Uh, this is still data, remember, it's still about two years, three years back when I created this and I looked at the data. So, uh, we were talking about it could be draft beer for beer discovery or bottled beer. And the big idea behind this is that we could talk about beer discovery specifically, not pointing out at which bar has um, the beers they were looking for. This is for people who have a hankering for uh, maybe a microbrew that's, say, like, like, that's like a fruity porter, that, that's mixed, that has different elements. And if you're able to find beers that have what you're looking for, then you should have the ability to look on the Beer Buddy app and say, okay, here's where these uh, breweries have these specific beers you're looking for. And then you can look at the type of beer and then like, the whole profile of the beer and see if it makes sense. So unlike Beer Buddy, or sorry, the Untapped, where you go around looking for beers that you want, uh, Beer Buddy is, is helping you discover beers that you might like but don't know about. So. Uh, I definitely think this will increase the about, um, amount of, of bar activity for one. Uh, two, uh, I mentioned here it says it can be draft beer or bottle beer. I almost want to say draft beer specifically because anyone can probably buy the bottle beer any, elsewhere. Uh, but in some cases, still, uh, some supermarkets don't carry certain beers and some bars do. So that's why I kind of left it between draft beer and bottle beer. Uh, we can inventory all the beer available in the bars and liquor stores. If someone wants a certain beer, they know where to find it, and then you just connect with beer people. Uh, for the competition quality, I already put medium. Again, Untapped is the biggest one. I don't know if Untapped has the exact functionality as I was thinking. So, uh, like, I, like I said, this is still in the concept phase, but I like the idea in general for just um, uh, uh, finding a new way to search, which is based on how you're tasting or what you're, what you're feeling in that moment, versus just trying to stick with something that you used to like used to like or you really like and then go to a place that caters to it. Again, I think a lot of people love discoverability. They love going out and trying new things, at least especially in my opinion in this economy where people have money and they can do that right now, or that I would say most people do. And I think, um, yeah, I, I honestly think this is a good idea, a solid one. I still not, I don't think it's as prominent as the other two, but I definitely think with the niche itself, especially for someone who's like me, uh, that likes to try new beers, but it's mainly just hankering a certain flavor. Uh, then, uh, you know, I, I definitely think that, I definitely think there's more than one person in the world that that would enjoy this app. So yeah, we already have three 
ideas midway, and I know that last one wasn't too fast, but uh, these episodes, uh, I guess we're kind of nearing the halfway part mark. These episodes are probably going to be about uh, 55 minutes to an hour long, uh, because, well, uh, I, I don't want to just start going through like 80 different ideas. I actually want to talk through some of these out. You know, some ideas do uh, last a bit, or start, some of these ideas are talked about and discussed more thoroughly than others, and that's kind of just based off of the uh, nature of the beast, you know. Uh, some ideas I really love, so I'm going to talk more about it, and other ones I think are good ideas, but I haven't flushed it out, so there's not really much for me to say. The next... I was going to say item up for bits. The next... <laughs> the next concept or idea that I have, I want to quick note this too, is number four. I'm calling it Unburnt. So this is a automatic sunscreen timer app. Yes. So this is very, very niche. And the biggest thing that that uh, I, or at least my, my wife, she, she kind of pointed me towards this direction, is that whenever she is out in the summer, or depending on where she's at, uh, she's out in, say, Michigan or around Vegas, uh, based on the air, like, I definitely believe and think that the, the sun the sunscreen ability or timer or whatever is, you know, the effectiveness of the sunscreen does vary. And what I think most of us tend to do, and tend, some of us tend to run into, especially those who are not as disciplined, is that we'll put on sunscreen once and then we'll kind of forget about it during the day, or we'll put it on like maybe an hour or two after we're supposed to because we're not really keeping track. And it's harder to keep track when you need to set a random timer or we want to set it down because all the instructions are a little bit different um, for each sunscreen and like the between the brand and SPF. So oh if there was just an app that was an automatic timer that uh, or someone inputs the beach or sorry someone at the beach inputs the type of sunscreen and SPF so it could be like I don't know uh, you know nature's love sunscreen SPF 100. Okay. That there should already be a database available that they can connect to. You put how much on your skin and say okay well I did my skin this and it'll automatically count down the timer based off of their recommendations. And uh, it will start off as their recommendations and over time when people um, are able to input and see if it, if it worked or not, because I, I believe the app will have the ability to say once it goes down, hey, take your sunscreen, and then it'll say, um, did you take it? Yes, and say, is it effective still? Okay, so you can say yes, no, you can rate it one to five. So with that, I'm pretty sure we can do some machine learning to say, okay, well, it's because the sunscreen says X, Y, Z, or, you know, says it lasts 30 minutes. Well, it might last 30 minutes in Michigan, but 20 minutes in Vegas, or, you know, depending on, like, the moisture in the air, its potential. Um, but because of that, uh, I believe that we can start predicting how long or the optimal time to change your sunscreen timer um, just by doing that. And I, I'm a big fan of, of giving people options. So I initially wanted to say it would be set automatically. You don't have to think about it. And, th and I think a lot of people like that, but I think that cuts off probably like 40 or 30 percent of the market that actually would prefer just to manually just say, oh, it's this one, and then I just want to stick with the directions regardless. I think just removing that option is terrible, so having the option to say we can do automatic mode or just do um, direction mode. And you can have people opt into either or. I think that's a viable solution. Uh, so. Uh, again, the app will automatically set an alarm for when you should reapply. So as soon as you input your stuff, if you like, oh, whatever, 
nature's something, 100 SPF. You know, that, that's that's it. You know, it's it's as seamless as uh, what people are using for like the calorie counting apps. Okay, so it's so you still have to have a habit of putting it in, putting it out. But even just imagining, hey, um, you can like list people around too. You can have your family, you can track your family, mom, dad, whatever, and then it'll still automatically time, and then you can always know when to. Um, use SPF on others. Uh, I'm pretty sure I can draw up a way to make it very seamless where all you're doing is pressing two buttons and not spending more than like 10 seconds uh, setting it up because setting, I don't know, spending like 30 seconds to try to set up one sunscreen application is a little bit tiresome when all you have to do is just, in my head, just flick something up, point up people that you care, you know, that you like, and then just type in two letters of your cream or something that you usually use as sunscreen and it'll go. Like, I, I believe that's something that can exist. On top of that, uh, I wanna, it's going to connect to the weather API, so it'll check current temperature and EV rays. So depending on how strong like the EV temperature is, that'll also take into consideration the strength and like, the longevity of the SPF. Uh, I want to work on an algorithm on type of sunscreen and a rating of reviews. And you can tell I'm very big on rating reviews for a lot of these because I, I'm a very firm believer in crowdsourcing and user-generated content. Uh, to actually benefit, uh, or I would say, I say, I say crowdsourcing, crowdsourcing information, because that's probably the best uh, way for us to probably solve a lot of people's problems if we actually dedicate time to figure it out and not depend on people who we believe it's spend time to figure it out. So uh, I have here warns you when you're about to put a, warns you on when you put on sunscreen, nothing more. Yeah, so it keeps you up to date. Uh, there could be more to it, as I mentioned, but the initial note said it's nothing more. Um, ads on the main screen or $1.99 purchase for it being completely free. Um, this is directly catered towards moms um, and families, but generally moms or dads. But, you know, the ones that are primarily taking care of the children uh, or the ones that are probably would care responsibly enough. Uh, I know that at least comparatively, uh, I probably be a terrible parent that would forget about the sunscreen and my... And, my wife would be the one that would make sure everything is aligned and on track and, and uh, like not an percent sure that would be the case so uh, in case someone's gonna freak out about the mom's thing it's like hey there's logic behind it but screw it screw it you got if you guys want to cancel me for just mentioning moms and not dads you know dads it should be implied but so be it <laughs> all right i'm being stupid now but uh but i do think the concept itself uh i like it uh i definitely there's this one is going to be a lot more intensive because it probably does require at least someone who's really smart with algorithms and probably a machine learning expert. And those are expensive. And uh, maybe if I have my own like my own agency that builds apps, I can I can afford someone to do that. But uh, for now, uh, if you want to take that, that's all you. That's all you, baby. You all can take it. Uh, overall competition quality, last time I checked, is pretty low, uh, and I don't have any numbers for whether or not I should proceed. However, uh, in the initial document here, I highlighted a lot of the ones that were blue, because I reviewed this with a buddy of mine, and some of the ones that are blue and purple are the ones that I really like um, outside, of outside of normal circumstances. Moving on to number six. I believe this is number six. I may have eight actually, but moving on to number six here. Uh, this one I just tracked, or sorry, I crossed out when I said tracker apps. And the only thing it says is not viable. So I guess I'm not counting that. 
uh, you have no idea what was even applied there. Everything is deleted. Um, so, no, no idea. I probably flushed it out later. Uh, next one. This one has crossed me out. Oh, sorry, this one is crossed out. I don't know, I combine words, but this one's crossed out. Um, I'll let you guys know, maybe you guys can figure out a better, a better solution, but uh, this is the ability to turn off all notifications on your phone and save them as needed. With the ability to view them all in one bundle when you're ready. Uh, I call this notify me later. Uh, I scratched this out. This was initially in the concept and I said no longer viable. Uh, I don't know why I mentioned no longer viable, but I do believe that um, all the Android phones do have that ability where you can bundle all notifications. I don't know if I haven't actually used my iPhone like as in-depth as I should, um, but I don't uh, have a... I don't know, I, all my notifications still come up like one at a time, and I would like to see them later, but then they still magically disappear. Um, but I do know if I either scroll up or scroll down or something like that, it, it's something that I can view all at once. So this was something that I wanted to do automatically for an app, but it seemed like someone within the Apple team already uh, beat me to the punch and they made it live. You know, kind of like that flashlight app, kind of like that flashlight app that exists at one time. Uh, we, I don't know if you guys remember the iPhone uh, 3GS and 4, uh, maybe even 5, before the before the ability to actually use the flashlight was enabled. Like we all had the flash, but uh, we had to use apps to uh, to go on and use and, and set up a flashlight. Um, versus just now it's just a, a default option. So uh, I think the notify me later type concept here was, was under the same boat. Uh, it was something that was probably super obvious to a lot of people, and in, in Apple decided to say, okay, yeah, 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 we're gonna we're gonna do it. Just, just leave it. To yeah, that, that's that's what I imagine that they were that why they created it. So I'm a little bit sad because this, this last two weren't as long as I intended it to be. Uh, but uh, before I go on to the next one, and I almost want to do two more, but I think I'm going to do one more for now because my, my voice has actually been pretty raspy, and I want to finish uh, recording both episodes today. And again, if you listen to the podcast, and if you like this, or if you have any additional ideas of what content you'd like to see, I'm always open to, ch to changing it up. Uh, might even give you more inspiration to do three episodes a week and not two. I definitely think two is a pretty good balance, especially since I can do all my, all my recordings in a, in a day. Um, but if I'm able to jam-pack my Wednesdays full of more recordings, I can um, probably get um, into the groove of doing three episodes and taking this a little bit more seriously. Uh, I, I think you guys know by now, uh, especially the reason why I created the podcast and if you're new. Uh, I certainly wasn't always uh, eager to, you know, share most of these ideas and even it's taken me so many years to actually tell people my other ideas that exist in the form of of course in the form of a podcast that not many people actually listen to but you know I'm, I'm fine with that um you know i'm just feeling good about sharing these ideas to the world uh i'm definitely going to i have a couple plans with some of these ideas and i'm, I'm only telling you guys the initial concepts and the initial notes um, for startup ideas that i do plan to take more seriously i do have a couple ideas to, or plans of attack, I should say, to um, not only make them come to life, but to um, hopefully bring more people aware of the process of you know, having a startup or building an app. Uh, I think a lot of people would be very interested in that. 
Uh, certainly have to do more, more record, more market research on that or, or give it a go. But uh, th this, this, just consider this as like a phase one of my startup idea approach and eventually I'm going to keep um, whittling those out. And uh, yeah, I don't know, I'm pretty excited overall. So this next one, and this is going to be the last one for this episode, so this might be a little bit short, but hopefully you guys are excited with it. Uh, let's see, yeah. so I already talked your discovery, so one, two, three, four, five, just, I'm only talking about six technically. Okay, I might do a seventh, but uh, my, my throat is still feeling a little bit raspy. So this one, uh, it's, it's highlighted purple, so it's got to be good, clearly. <laughs> right? No, no. Um, I'm calling this Ultimate Stopwatch. And this was a concept that, I'll tell you what it is. It's a master stopwatch that does all things from multiple disciplines. So by that I mean it tracks Tabatas, it tracks high intensity training, it tracks his boxing rounds, it tracks his music or custom like beats, uh, or regular, like a regular stopwatch. Uh, this is just a all-in-one app that uh, that has that, that stopwatches and tracks different types of of more athletic purposes. Uh, the big thing for me is that, especially when I worked out, I I did a lot of boxing, I did a lot of uh, Tabata sprints, more high-intensity training. So my my running times would be very between like say 30 seconds sprinting and then 10 seconds resting or you know like jogging. Or boxing, it's like two and a half minutes or three minutes, and then one minute, you know, um, jump roping. What, uh, what I don't get is that there are individual apps that focus on one or two specific types of these uh, stopwatch or alarm functions, and I feel like that is, I feel, I feel that's that's shortchanging what a lot of people are trying to accomplish because a master stopwatch that might do boxing rounds or if you're pretty athletic. There should be multiple ways to track, and that's something that you don't have to automatically set up. That's that's what gets me. So, for example, with Tabatas, you can you can sync up Spotify during your your time, and then you can change a song like on your on your downtime, like automatically, for example. And then you have the ability to do that with like high intensity interval training. All you have to do is just go on the app and just select, you know, what's your goal here, or what or what are you trying to do, and it'll offer the popular ones like Tabata, boxing, high intensity. And then it'll give you like three or four recommendations and saying, okay, like, are you beginning intermediate expert? Here's what we do. Or if you're just starting out and you have no idea where to begin, just say, okay, let's just get you started by doing some simple jogs, like five minutes jogging, one minute not jogging. And it should automatically track everything you do in the sense of what you pick and then what you end up doing. And then the next day you can have the option to repeat it or you can try to improve upon it. Uh, again, some of these uh, stopwatches just do the bare minimum. They might only focus on one function, but I am always, and I love to focus on like the next iteration of like what could exist. And a lot of these ideas strictly just come from the fact of, of just my experience and then me just having a simple solution or, or convenient solution. And I'm starting to think these days when it comes to more convenience, a lot of people um, will probably be on board with some of these ideas, mainly because it's, it's a solution to their problem. Uh, compare that to just me and my random ideas that are more, let's be honest, I, I, I don't know if you guys, if you listen to me long enough, I'm, I'm more of a jokester than anything. Like, uh, as much as I like to be taken seriously, I want to be taken seriously enough to people, for people to realize what I'm joking and what I'm not. 
well, I guess when I think about it, the, at the end of the day, I guess I guess I really want people to understand me and my mindset and where I come from. And I and until I'm able to actually talk about that in a concise, like consolidated manner, uh, I think we're going to be stuck with the 45 minute to an hour long podcast episode of me kind of working my way through like the top level high concept stuff. But still. Uh, I definitely think the ultimate stopwatch, uh, I only mentioned like five or six examples of the types of stopwatches we can have with it. I, I, I definitely think there, there is more to expand upon that. And I definitely think uh, there is, should be universal you know, benefit along with the ability to either gamify or track or measure progress overall. Uh, I, I think a lot of people see a lot of change in their like habits and disciplines uh, once they start tracking their progress. And I want to make tracking and just holding yourselves accountable, I guess, for your, for your actions is as simple and as simple as possible. I definitely, uh, I definitely agree or think that you know, the internet, the whole world is being connected, like Facebook, Instagram, all that. Uh, but I think the world is probably plenty is still connected now, <laughs> as is. And there certainly is room for, for innovation, but I want to not only connect, but I want to drive action or drive value with the world being so connected as is and uh yeah and, and that's all honestly I, I as long as i can um, benefit others or or help that that'd be great i mean even for the marketing stuff like the stopwatch would be easy like imagine if you just had like done two or three badass like features of a stopwatch say if it's like tabata and boxing uh, and like you could just reach out to like the top athletes and be like hey like can you just download this app and see if you like it i love your input uh, if not, it's no biggie. But uh, but we but we strive to be amazing, and we want to associate with top level athletes. Uh, and you know, you might get a couple bites and some people to review it. And that right there is already a testimonial on your homepage or something like that. You can include on the Apple Store once it's made. Again, I'm already like thinking uh, ahead of like how to market and like these ideas. Uh, some of these ideas, it's just for it's just a matter of me buckling down and just getting a uh, pen and paper and drawing it out, or just uh, getting on get, finding an online tool to where I can draw it out. Um, but uh, you know, that's on me. I, I know I say my computer being down is, you know, it, it's 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 a it's probably a legitimate reason, even if I'm talking about like being hard on myself. But if I really want some of these to to succeed, uh, I. I can make it work. Um, it would require. It, it definitely does require more time. But, but uh, again, I think this process of just talking about these ideas and talking about like the proof of concept and like the viability, uh, I think for me it help, will help me um, better determine what makes the most sense. And, and I'm certainly in, uh, feeling more inspired um, as I talk more about this. So, there you have it, folks. Uh, we went through six different ideas this week. Uh, this is probably going to be a long-standing uh, series. Uh, on my list, I am at number 16. And then, if I keep scrolling down, I'm scrolling down to number number 56. So, I have 56, and I think some of these were gone, and I think other, other one of these, sorry, other ideas and whatnot have are thrown into different tabs such as books, business, uh, co- uh, let's see, YouTube, uh, medium, and yeah, a startup. So, uh, and I've also written a couple others this past week. So I can always update and add more. Uh, but I, 
but the ones that really stick out, I really just want to talk about a little bit more so I can at least hear myself out loud and tell myself whether or not it's viable. Uh, yeah, because I don't want to start spreading in like 56 different directions and get nothing done. I'd rather just talk. I'd rather just flesh this out a little bit more um, and then be certain of like one or two concepts and then uh, reverse engineer that. At least that's a starting point. And yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't, maybe I'll look back one day and listen to this podcast, this specific episode in like five years and be like, oh man, I can't believe I told myself I was going to uh, create all these apps and either I did or didn't. That's kind of up, that's up, that's kind of up for, uh, that's up for Joey, future Joey to decide whether or not uh, present Joey is, is responsible for it. So, so future Joey, if you're listening, uh, uh, I, I plan to, uh, move, I, I plan to get some, I don't know what yet, but uh, future Joey, just keep keep believing in current Joey's thought process of um, inching your way towards success. Just that's just me to future Joey. So, and if and if you're listening to the podcast still, if you're in Dreamland, I um, just tell yourself the same thing. You know, just try not to disappoint the, the future version of yourself. That's that's all I can say. I'm still working to, to not do that. Just trust me, I'm my own harshest critic. So, um, but it, I think it's a goal. It, 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 I think it's a viable. So for you guys, I hope you enjoyed listening, and hopefully you keep sitting back and uh, take care and dream easy. <laughs>